Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints, the teaching of the church, uh, to help us to navigate this challenging life. And what we're talking about today is a great and beautiful reality of marriage and how it is that God has designed us uh, in terms of coming together in marriage. And I, I really want you to listen closely to this, this broadcast and I want you to send this out to your friends because you, every one of us knows broken marriages. Every one of us knows people who are in marriages, but they don't have hope and they just don't see any way out of the mess they're in and, and they're thinking about divorce or even couples who are doing very well, but have never really um, tapped into the, the deep wisdom that uh, can be found in this book, God's plan for your marriage about what the glorious and highest order of reality marriage is, which I think for the first time in the church, and this is a bold claim, but Father, but uh, Cardinal Burke has reviewed the book and uh, I think would back up this claim. I think Father uh, Dr. Bob shoots uh, the same. It, for the first time, God's giving us a new perspective and tools really uh, as a grace to deal with the challenges, the unique challenges of our time and the devastation of marriage in modern culture. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to start to move forward into the to our next chapters, but I want to go back just and touch on, on one thing in the new creation, and that was chapter four of these two souls coming together, you know, for those who have been following along with us, these two souls coming together, who then became a new creation in that this is the, they're being joined. The soul is being joined, the two souls in the sacrament of matrimony. And I'm about to say something that I've only spoken to my husband, but um, I, I'm super passionate about this because I've lived a broken marriage and having a healed, uh, vibrant marriage in Christ is, is just transformational. My life, who I am as a person, is, is not the same person I was 20 years ago, uh, 30 years ago. I'm a different person. Um, you know, it's, Christ is transformative. You know, he, mm -hmm. he changes us. He brings us into union with him to become who we're called to be. And I, I just had this reflection, you know, for those who, who know our ministry, who know all this, you know, when Dan and I got married, we were both broken individuals. We were trying to get Christ at the center. We'd begun spiritual direction. You know, all the things that we talk and teach about is what we did at the very beginning is what we continue to do to get right with God, right? To go through the, the purgative and, uh, and just move along the, the path and the journey that the Lord was doing for us. And I said to Dan not too long ago, as we were getting ready for this, I said, let me just ask you something. I said, if we had never been married, do you, for, would, would the ministry have been possible if we had never been married? 
if you had just stayed a single guy, you know, broken, divorced, you know, trying to raise your boys, would the ministry have, have, have been birthed and flourished? You know, God can do all things. Mm -hmm. But he said, no, it wouldn't have been possible. You know, us coming together, and this is not about me. I'll just make that clear. But us coming together in the sacrament of holy matrimony created something new. Mm -hmm. We became a new creation. And through our desire that the Lord had placed in our heart, our cooperation, the graces, uh, many beautiful holy priests and, and spiritual directors, the ministry is now touching thousands and thousands, millions of people all over the world. And I believe it's through the grace and the power of marriage. And, and that's what I want to get forth to people, that they don't understand the reason the enemy hates your marriage and wants it destroyed is because how powerful mm -hmm. the Lord, what he can do in a holy, in a holy marriage, what he desires to do. Well, and, and marriage, it is the foundation of society. It's the foundation of the church. The devil wants to destroy both of those. But also you recognize uh, in a marriage what happens in that new creation that not only do the two start out as two totally separate, unique individuals, but you go back to the Garden of Eden. Adam started with a certain fullness within himself, and then Eve was made from Adam. He lost part of what he was. And, and so it's in marriage that the fullness of humanity is united. Mm. And so we are obviously, we're both human, male and female. There's a fullness that's there, but the differences between males and females bring, come together in marriage. And so there is a true fullness of humanity that is there when the two are united to become one. And, and so again, that's part of that, that new creation that's there. And, but it is the foundation for what you're doing. It's uh, the nature, you know, when we even talked about God is love, you know, love by its nature overflows whatever boundaries we can put upon it. And that love in a marriage, uh, you know, becomes life-giving. It must be life-giving. You can't just be in love with one another and stare at each other and just, you know, be enamored with one another. It has to go beyond the two. Normally, of course, that's going to be life-giving for children, but it also becomes life-giving for others. And that's exactly what you're doing in this ministry. It is, it is overflowing. And so as, as you pray together and as you build not only your own individual spiritual life, but a spiritual life together as a couple, then it begins to overflow that. that. And, and so the, the more that God is going to, to bless this ministry with, the more the prayer has to be at the foundation. And the spiritual union that is yours has to be so well-rooted so that the devil can't push it over or dig it up. So, Amen, amen. And that leads us, obviously, into Consumatum Est, the, the next chapter. And it's interesting. You know, I, I've had a theory, and I wonder what you think about it. I mean, of course, as an exorcist, you understand the devil's work uh, mm -hmm. very well. I, I have always thought that the reason that the enemy works so hard on sexual corruption is to ruin uh, the, the most important image 
that you can have of what is divine union. Because, of course, all of the mm -hmm. spiritual doctors of the church, DeSales and, and uh, John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, the list goes on and on, uh, used the, the pure and holy marital embrace as the highest analogy to describe uh, union with God, mm -hmm. union of the wills, perfect and holy self-giving and all of that. Mm -hmm. So in Consummata Mass, you talk about prayer and, and I think you're talking about mental prayer mm -hmm. fundamentally, which is, which is a prayer that unites us with the one for whom we were made and in whom we, we live and breathe and have our being um, as essential for marriage. So do you agree with the idea that that's why Satan uh, corrupts sexuality as much as he does? And, and then talk with us about uh, consummata mest. And, and it is, and of course, the corruption of sexuality. Uh, sexuality is supposed to be the expression of, of marriage. So therefore, within marriage, it is the expression of the love, of the union of the two. So the physical uh, union expresses the spiritual union. Uh, and and so, so what the devil does then in corrupting sexuality is he makes it selfish. And, and so, again, it then is the opposite of what it's supposed to be. Rather than the expression of love, it becomes self-seeking. It becomes pleasure-seeking. And so rather than a gift that's given, so obviously there's going to be a lot of pleasure that's involved in this, but if you're taking from the other, you're not loving the other. If you receive the gift the other is giving to you, then that receiving is actually part of the gift that you're giving to the other person. Because to, to look at and say, no, 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 I don't want what you want to give to me, well, that, that's a rejection of that person's gift. And so the, the, the receiving of the gift is part of the gift that you give. But if you're taking from the other, I want what you have for me, I want my pleasure, number one, it's never going to fulfill. And number two, it's a selfish thing. You're using the other person uh, and rather than truly loving the other person. And, and so, so you're, you're exactly right on target with that. And, and in a sexualized society like ours, that has become a huge problem. It's, it's all about self-seeking. It's looking at others as objects. You look at the pornographic issue that we've got in our society. I mean, it's just, women have been particularly presented as objects for men to ogle and lust after and so on. And, and so this has affected the way women look at, at themselves as just objects. And obviously, and, and the, the dignity that women are so low in their dignity because they've been treated this way. And then for men to think that women are just objects. And so this is part of what what has to be turned around. And this is, again, what marriage does, what a true marriage will do. It will get that turned around. It will it, it, it both treat one another with respect, with dignity, and, and then that physical expression of the marriage is truly an act of love. So that's the beauty of what God created. Yeah, it's 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 the core of theology of the body, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's the essence of it. Um, and you know, as as we move into our break, when Dan and I started talking, you know, because we were truly courting, we were in different states, which helped a lot, right? From from our brokenness to to kind of mitigate any kind of temptation there. But we studied theology of the body together, and I had never heard of it. 
Mm. I was 38 years old. I had no idea it existed. St. John Paul II, he died on my birthday. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm watching these pictures of this amazing, beautiful Pope, listening to all these things that, that he uh, taught and, and, and shared with the world. And I'm just weeping because I'm thinking, that was my Pope and I didn't know him. And how is it that I missed all this? Because this was in my brokenness, you know. And so then, two years later, I'm, I'm, uh, or a year later, I'm, I'm talking to Dan. We're studying theology of the body, and I just wept through it all. I thought, where was this when I was 10, 12, 15, 18, You know, on into my adult uh, female years of not understanding the beauty and the dignity of who I was as a woman the beauty and dignity of man, you know, of, of the male, uh, of, of what it meant to be in, in a sexual union with somebody, the importance of it, all of those things. And the enemy has just done all he can to destroy that, which just flows right into the marriage and really uh, wrecks that union that is so life-giving. So as we move into the break, we'll come back and uh, talk about Consumatum Est and You Are the Temple. Hi friends, we want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward Slash events register today. There is a growing need for well-formed, solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute, in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program, offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality, based on a Catholic worldview, and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes. Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're here with Father Robert Altier talking about what we believe and uh, are very confident in is a divinely inspired text. And we've never said that before and probably will never say it again about any author or any book. And it's not hyperbole. God's plan for your marriage and expiration of holy matrimony from Genesis to the wedding feast of the Lamb published by that great publishing house, of course, Sophia Institute Press. And we're walking through the chapters. If you missed any of the shows, uh, you can find them out on spiritualdirection.com. And then uh, uh, let's go ahead and go ahead and jump in. So we were talking about Consumatum Est, and I think it's fitting to move into You Are the Temple. Um, What is the mystery that reflects the union of Christ and his bride, the church, as it plays out in marriage. How are those two things connected? Well, first of all, it follows from the point of the consummatum est. We have to understand those are the words Jesus spoke from the cross. So we, we were looking at first the, the fact that there's a new creation. If you go back to Genesis when God is, is creating, it says that when God finished his creation, and then when, when God finished, so it uses that term twice, St. John does the exact same thing in the, in, in, in the 19th chapter of his gospel. When Jesus is on the cross, it talks about being finished, consummated. 
And, and so, so that's, that's the foundation then. So this is where Jesus then enters into the marriage with his bride, the church. So there's this new creation. It is finished. So in, in you, you have, in, in the, the book explains this, but in St. John's gospel, how you've got the overturning of what happened on the first day of creation with the angels rejecting God, and then the overturning of what happened after the, the, the man and woman uh, had, had sinned against God. And so now Jesus has recreated things in this sense. And, and so, so now within the marriage, uh, we had mentioned in one of the earlier shows that, that a marriage is the domestic church. The family is the domestic church. And so Jesus with his bride, the church, born from his side, just as Eve was born from the side of Adam. Uh, and, and so, so all the, 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 the giving and the receiving and, and all of that, that, that we can look at with, within, within those, the, the, that, that union with, with Jesus and the church, that then is to be reflected. Again, St. Paul talks about this in his letter to the Ephesians about, you know, how not only that the two are one, but that this is a great mystery. And he says, I speak of Christ and the church. So he's talking about husband and wife, but he's talking about how it's a mystery of Christ and the church. So now we had talked uh, in an earlier show about how when the two become one, there is a new reality that's there, a new creation that's there. But now look at it a little bit differently. When St. John tells us Jesus spoke about destroy this temple in three days I will raise it up. He said he was speaking of the temple of his body. Okay, St. Paul says of each one of us, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? So you are the temple of the Lord. But now there's this new creation. There's a new reality. The two become one. There is a spiritual union that's there, which means within the marriage, there is a temple. So you have the two temples that come together to make one new temple. Mm-hmm. So each one still is, is individually, each one is still mm-hmm. a temple, but now in this new reality of marriage, there is a new temple that is made. And so that is to reflect the church. And so when we look at going back to, to you know, our baptism, and we're just looking at the church, you can say, okay, the three most important places in the church, you've got the, the, the tabernacle where our Lord is, and that should be in the most prominent spot in the church. We have the baptismal font, and we have the altar. And, and so all of us spend only a few minutes at the baptismal font. We are baptized once. We can renew our baptismal vows thousands of times if we want, but we're only baptized once. So we only spend a few minutes there. So the point that I make here is that, okay, Jesus should be at the foundation, the center, the most important point in your marriage, just like the uh, the tabernacle. The marriage vows, the marriage itself only happens once. You can renew the vows again hundreds of times if you want, but the marriage only happens once, just like baptism. And then at the center of the church and where the point, the point for most people is at the altar. And so we have a priest and we have an altar. And so that's the point of marriage. Then if the two become this temple and Jesus is at the center and the two are one in this marriage, and just like what happens in baptism, there is a covenant that takes place and, and so on. 
and so too with the Eucharist. There's a covenant. So these are the three sacraments most closely related. So now in marriage, you have a priest and an altar. The husband is the priest and the wife is the altar. And I don't mean that in the sense that she's a piece of stone or wood or whatever, but, but rather that this is the place where the sacrifice takes place. And the sacrifice is that dying to self, the total self-giving and self-receiving. And so just as Jesus pours out his life for the church, the church receives that life. And then in the Eucharist, because now this is her own life, given to her by Jesus, she gives that back in the Eucharist. And so so the two are dying to one another, to themselves and living for the other, and the two give that life back to the other, and that's what happens in the temple of the marriage. Mm-hmm. And and so it is it just, uh, it's mind-boggling to me. It just, it's so beautiful. It's, <laughs> I mean, if you could spend a lifetime meditating on just that thought, Exactly. Yeah, uh, it's it's that profound. It it is so beautiful. I mean, I'm thinking about the Lord pouring Himself out on the altar, and the altar receiving mm-hmm. the Lord, receiving the gift that He's offering. You know, for the sake of the other, and for the sake of the whole, and and you know, all of humanity. It's just incredibly beautiful, and and it also then brings to mind that if it's an if it's a temple, an altar, a sacrifice. That can also be desecrated. Exactly. Right. So so the ways that we desecrate marriage, you know, turning away from our spouse, uh, hating one another, so, the 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 self-withholding, mm-hmm. um, the selfishness, the bitterness, the you know, you're not doing what I want, therefore I'm not gonna do what you want, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And the breakdown of marriage and how incredibly important it is that we maintain the sag the sanctity the dignity of our marriages and and be those self-giving spouses so that that sacrifice can flourish and give life exactly wow and and the 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 point of the desecration is so important and we need to make this point very clear that probably the most most common point of desecration is contraception Mm. you know it is you know, as human beings, God made us with a soul, which is the principle of life. He made us with a mind to know the truth. He made us with a will for love. So he made us for life, for love, and for truth. Well, when you look at contraception, it violates all three. It's it's a lie. You're trying to express something, but it but it's going through the motions, but not carrying it out. It's not true. It's not an act of love. It's two people being selfish. So now it's selfish, which is the opposite of love. It is no longer giving life. And that doesn't mean that a baby has to be conceived, but it's not a total gift of self. It's not a complete dying to self and a reception of the gift of the other because it's two people using each other rather than loving each other. Consequently, it is the desecration of the altar and and consequently of the sacrifice. It becomes a sacrifice that is unacceptable. And just, just for the Jewish people, the, the, the victim had to be perfect. Any imperfection, they couldn't offer that lamb. The same is true within a marriage. If, if it's the, the sacrifice of the two, the dying to self and receiving the gift of the other, has to be complete. It has to be perfect in that way. Otherwise, it's not a sacrifice. It's just going through the motions, but offering a, a blemished sacrifice. Hmm. You know, 
contraception also uh, another reason we've heard you know people give for pursuing contraception among faithful couples whether that's withholding or actually you know committing the the mortal sin of contraception is fear or lack of trust mm -hmm. you know god won't take care of me and i won't be able to provide and you know whatever but all of the contrary to what we've been talking about in this series which has been a beautiful series is is really about the devil's deception right mm -hmm. that it's all lies that try to keep us from the beauty of marriage i i will say you know both stephanie and i have been through divorce and uh painfully so in both cases not desired in both cases it's harmed our children you know it, it it's it's had immense consequences but the hope that i have is the same hope that i see in this book for newly married couples or couples working to restore is I could not imagine a better marriage than the marriage I have now. And in foundationally, even though we hadn't, of course, this book is new and the principles are, and some of the revelations are new and, and more beautiful and clear than anything we'd thought about before. But fundamentally, the underlying truths have been at play in our marriage. And God is calling us because he designed us in a way to understand these things and live these things out to, re, to come to a true restoration which what we've talked about in previous shows and even greater than the restoration. It's not, it's not, it's actually something much greater than the restoration. Mm -hmm. So there's hope for everyone, no matter how wrecked you are, uh, how bad your marriage is, if you're alone and divorced, you know, and wondering if you could ever do this again or the right time, you know, the right, the real thing, if you will, um, because of uh, maybe the, the marriage wasn't sacramentally valid. And so, you still have that opportunity to to live again the beautiful call taking it good and going great stephanie said this book really is is going to be the best place for you divine intimacy and marriage retreats uh, um spiritual or uh, what is it discernment of spirits and marriage by father timothy gallagher in this book i think the combination of these things will totally turn everything upside down for the good and bring restoration healing or greater heights than you could ever imagine so we're grateful to you father altier for being with us to talk about god's plan for your marriage and exploration of holy matrimony from genesis to the wedding feast of the lamb which is available out on sophia institute press and uh, we hope that um, this book will be a huge success so we ask everyone to go out and buy two and then go give it a great Amazon review uh, so that other people will buy it as well. Buy one for yourself and buy, buy one for another couple who needs it. And with that... Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.